Welcome to Back in Town! Woof, 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 And welcome back to Ballin' Out Super. I'm doing whatever I want. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Jeremy Hammond, and with me, as always, are my co-hosts, Katie Rose Leon. It's anime summer in the anime room, and boy, are my thighs sweating and chafing. And Alex Patak. I have hot sauce in my bag. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> and joining us this week. Long-time friend of the show, new-time anime correspondent and replacement Alex on Struggle Session, (laughs) (laughs) Emma Bowers. So good to finally be in the anime room as opposed to driving by really slowly at 2 a.m. to see if the lights are on. (laughs) (laughs) Scaring 80-year-old Mexican families (laughs) when really you just want to create content. Real talk, I think Jeremy's uh, downstairs landlord neighbors think I'm either a prostitute or a drug dealer. <laughs> well, they have several times like confronted me about having people over, and they're always they always say it the same way, where they're like, "So I know you have a business you run up there. <laughs> your, your friend, her hair changes." <laughs> She only wears half a shirt. (laughs) Yo, I talked them up today. They had dogs out there, and I was coming in, and I was like, hello, ladies. (laughs) They loved it. Looking good. Old ladies love me. Yeah, old ladies love you. You do have, like, good boy energy. I have perpetual grandson powers. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm 28. (laughs) on On the topic of my downstairs neighbors, we are in official... End times. This is probably the second to last episode we're ever going to record in the original anime room. Jeremy's neighbors have an iPad with Jeremy's face on it that they are (laughs) clicking the button on and getting ready to deport him from the universe. (laughs) Guys, do you hear that? It's Vitamin C's graduation song playing in the background. Man, I'm thinking about all the great times I had in the anime room. Oh, man, me too. I'm thinking about them right now. Oh, wow. Like that one. (laughs) And inserts clip here. Yeah, they all kind of look like what's happening right now. (laughs) Anyways, Emma, we like to start the podcast. (laughs) It's a big day for faces. Uh, 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 we like to start the podcast off by talking to our guests about Dragon Ball and anime and what your experience with them are. Were you ever a fan of Dragon Ball? Um, um, so, like, in middle school, I knew this one kid, and he drew some art of him and, like, Goku kissing. And, um, I, I said this when you guys invited me on. I'm like, I'm honored, I think, to be the third guest you've had who's actually a weeb. <laughs> yeah, it's you, Ollie Thorne, and Carlos Delgado, probably. Yeah, yeah, you're right, though. <laughs> the guests do sound like that, though. They do be like oh, that. Oh, is it like rocket power? <laughs> <laughs> I've only watched Stranger Things season two for 20 years. <laughs> favorite anime. I mean, I know a Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, my favorite Pokemon is Pikachu. <laughs> In my Comedy Central half hour special, I make sure to mention Freddy Krueger. He was always a Goku to me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's why I laughed when Jeremy went to go to his stock questions. Yeah. I'm like, I feel silly even having to ask you We that. need these rituals. <laughs> The show Tradition. has beats. Just look. It's like you know, like your feud, like your last like two days of work. You know, you're not. You're still supposed to end on a strong note. Show up, do your job right. You're leaving the anime room. You shouldn't be cutting corners right now. <laughs> really, just checked out over here. So if you have a lot to say, just say it. You know. Yeah. yeah. Just uh, keep talking to Emma while I start putting all these post-it notes and anime <laughs> figures in my bag on the way out. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where they went, man. I don't know. Well, Emma, what what are your favorite animes? What if we started there? 
Oh, wow. <sighs> Shit, man. Anime, anime's been a long time coming for me. I'm just trying to think of like things I've had like very intense, um, <clears throat> shall we say, very uh, spectrum-y phases about. So, yeah. yeah, like, like wh- which was the first show to give you the disease? And then... <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, that's a good one, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Trigon. Ooh. It was Trigon. Ah, I, big guns. I do, yep, I do. I do the fan art. I cosplay it. I wrote the fan fiction, and then it just was all downhill from there. What if a cross <laughs> was a gun? You ever think about that? <laughs> can, I, can I say something so horrible? I I have this very distinct memory of being like twelve or thirteen with my best friend Eric. Uh, AKA DJ Action Report in a uh, fucking blockbuster video, and us looking at the wall of like anime they had, which was like not that much because it's, you know, fucking 2002 or, or whatever, and being like, oh my God, Trigun's like for posers. It's like Ooh, a poser anime. But you like, would. yeah, but like, can you imagine being so judgmental about <laughs> anime when you're like 13? Yeah. It's horrible. <laughs> and the thing is, like, Last month he texted me. He's like, "Hey, I watched Trigun. It fucking rules." And I'm like, "I know. It's like just good." And like, because when it comes down to it, there's two types of anime. There's the two percent that's actually like good television, and the rest is just a stinking pile of trash. So why be picky about it? Yeah. I went through my poser phase, like when I was a teen. I worked at the Suncoast, and <laughs> everyone would come in and ask about Dragon Ball, and I get so fucking pissed. I'm like, Dragon Ball is the inferior anime. You all need to be watching, um, you know, Princess Mononoke and yeah. Trigun. For and sure, now, man, like, being worth a billion double dollars. <laughs> That's a lot of double dollars. <laughs> Wait, can I propose a Trigun theory? Because I always, uh, I always found it to be like a particularly horny anime for a certain type of anime fan. Mm-hmm. Like I think that people were really attracted to Vash, and I think that the reason is that like when you draw fan art, like horny fan art of Vash, you have to draw the dick coming out of the jacket, right? Because you don't recognize him. <laughs> you don't recognize him without the jacket. No. But the thing is that his jacket is like tapered in a weird way where it shoots out after the waist. It would be so hard to get that jacket. Yeah. So we've all looked. We've all looked. We've all tried to get <laughs> that Nobody's jacket. Nobody's been able to find this jacket. But the thing about Vash is that in order for his dick to actually stick out of the jacket, it has to be, I don't know, like 15, 15 16 inches. inches long. And in the shape of a cross. <laughs> Yo, he's made in a lab, though, so that's, like, a thing that could happen. Trigun's, like, low-key horny, though. Like, if that takes off his coat, he has, like, all this, like, leather daddy, like, shit he wears Mm. under it. Like, half the manga is, is like, oh, he's getting hurt. Oh, he's getting hurt again. Oh, these people tied him up, and they're they're hurting him some more. (laughs) It is a very low-key horny anime. (laughs) They're taking away his good hair gel and giving him less good hair gel. It's just not going to work. But then it gets really awkward because then you realize, oh, it's an allegory for Catholicism. He's a Christ figure. That's why he was suffering so much. Yeah, I mean, Christ is a horny figure. Yeah, remember when Christ killed all those bandits? (laughs) Listen, you go into the medieval wing of the fucking Metropolitan Art Museum and, like, People are horny for Christ. Oh, my God, yeah. Those he's, old paintings of him? He's got washboard abs. Oh, you got to take a cold shower. I know. He's I, looking pallid as fuck, and I can't wait to eat my last meal. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, yeah, Christ okay. is horny. I'm sorry, let's, let's... You want me to have a snack with my last meal? I'm putting... <laughs> <laughs> I'm putting this train back on the tracks. Wait, wait I want to unpack something. Uh, if Vash is the Christ figure and it's the Catholicism anime, who is Knives? The main villain of the show. If he's the villain of the Bible, he's the devil? I have something else to say about Trigun, but okay. it has nothing to do with the thing you're posing, so finish That's your okay. It might not be fun. Yeah, I mean, like, he's, <laughs> he's, not, he's not the devil. He's not, like... Because it, the only other one is like what Judas. He's yeah. not Judas. He's definitely he has too many cool moves to be Judas. <laughs> yeah, Judas is just a snitch. That's his whole thing. Yeah, he doesn't <laughs> kick ass. I also I, uh, I also found out recently because you know I smoke a lot of weed and go on the internet um, that nice. uh, Ugg from Salute Your Shorts, the camp counselor, yes. is the English voice actor for the dub of Knives in no, Trigun. No. <laughs> 
huge response. <laughs> I thought you'd be more excited. I thought it was cool. No, that's so upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> Knives is cool. Yeah, and so is Ugg from Salute Your Shorts. He let those he fucked that male lady. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm All right. right. So anime, right? So, so you get you get diseased from Trigun, and then what happens? Um, it's a little bit of everything, but I think the one I really was like hard hardcore into is Naruto. Like, that's what you know. Yeah. Alex had a Naruto themed wedding. I did not have a Naruto themed <laughs> wedding. That is fake uh, news. you Naruto ran down the aisle. <laughs> <laughs> I take her to be my lawfully wedded wife. Believe it. Nanda te bayo. No one stood sideways on a tree. No one left from tree to tree in a way that is somehow faster than running in a way that's never quite clear. I spilt my purse and all this sand flew out and killed half your wife's family. As is wedding tradition, we buried the elderly in a sand coffin. Blood shot out. Anyway, Naruto. That show, that's got a lot of episodes, huh? Naruto, I didn't even like finish that thing like I got into it I was into it for like years there was a word in the community describing Naruto fans I don't feel comfortable repeating right I am familiar it is Naruto Alex problem words no (laughs) you're taking a side in the problem words I've never seen Naruto how could it be my problem word (laughs) Alex and Jeremy problem word there we I will accept that (laughs) we had someone in my college dorm when I was a freshman and not woke that would wear the headband like casually to class that oh, we believe it? would call that. <laughs> <laughs> he also, in his room, had a floor-to-ceiling like anime titty posters and American apparel ads, so I don't feel bad. <laughs> That's an interesting combo. Yo, baller combination. <laughs> That's the I'm-not-here-to-make-friends dorm room. <laughs> I came to SBA to win. <laughs> yeah, truly. Oh man, so you, so you're into you're into Naruto for a long time, but like, yeah, you're right. I mean, there's so much Naruto that you could just like you you could be a fan of it for a genuine weeb lifetime, and then it not be done. <laughs> yeah. So so I got out. It still wasn't finished yet. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I'll probably never actually finish it. I like go on Wikipedia, like what happened to everybody. <laughs> um, but I was like, no, I'm not. I'm not sitting through this. Uh, yeah. So Naruto. <laughs> um, what else been hardcore in? Uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventures a few years ago. Like, Ooh. fucking love that. And then you guys know this because I had a you know two thirds of you on. I was like, still am like hardcore in Golden Kamui. So yeah. yeah. Is that coming back? What's <laughs> going on? Are there more with episodes? That? <laughs> yes. So. So um, it got renewed for a third season. They announced it a few weeks ago. So Ooh. it's going to be coming back, baby. It's going to be good again. Arr! <laughs> <laughs> Are they going to start drawing the fucking bears or what? <laughs> They're going to draw them. That's what I've been told. They're like, we're, we're, we've stopped with the CGI. No more. What, what was it? The, the Nanook? <laughs> yeah, it looks like the Alaskan, Alaskan Nanook. <laughs> No more Alaskan Nanook bears. I think they're going to draw them the old-fashioned It's way. so, of, like, bummer to me when uh, an- animes take, like, weird cost-cutting things with that with the yeah. computer animation these days. I get it. It's, like, animation. There's, like, a budget to be had. But, like, I remember when they came out with that new Berserk. They're, like, the most beloved show of all time. Brought to you. It looks like a fucking cutscene in a play- PlayStation 2 game. It was so infuriating. Yeah, I remember the first one that I saw that in was um, uh, Blood, The Last Vampire. And, like, in the first episode yeah. of it, they had, like, a CGI train that I was really upset about. <laughs> <laughs> Good. No more vampires after this one. This is how you're going to treat us. Um... Uh, it is pretty fun, though, that, you know, when this is part of the conversation, you get to have a meeting and sit down and sign a contract, and then bullet point two is like, the budget for bears is 300% of what we had before. <laughs> <laughs> We've gotten the feedback, and they want big, juicy bears. <laughs> uh, Emma, I know you're, like, a pretty epic cosplayer. What was the first cosplay you ever did? 
Going back to Trigun, I did Millie Thompson. That was Ooh. that was That's my very so first cosplay. Fun. <laughs> I loved it, and I did it on Halloween. And this was before like anime was like a thing. So I showed up with this character who you are only familiar with if you're dropping like thirty bucks on like a VHS tape at the Suncoast, <laughs> and everyone was like, "Emma, you go as a homeless person for Halloween." Um, but I showed my online friends, and they all thought it was really cool. So I went to my first anime convention next year uh, as Millie, and I was like, oh, wow, like, people actually, like, give me positive attention. I'm going to cosplay forever. <laughs> Finally, culture. <laughs> people who understand I'm a teen in a desert world. <laughs> And they're right here in this lovely box of mine. Well, to be fair, I remember the magic of going to like a nerd convention the first time and being like, oh, I'm like a hot commodity here. Yeah. Instead of just being like shoved in a locker and called a, a variety of homophobic slurs. <laughs> it is, but like even now, like I'll still go to conventions and I don't really even like do a lot of stuff. I mostly get drunk and fuck around with people, but it's, it's nice because everyone in my normal life, it's like their nerdiest thing is like the Marvel movie and Stranger Things. Yeah. And it's kind of cathartic to like go to like a convention and just like talk about the weirdest shit no one like in face to face anyone's ever talked about. And everyone's like, yeah, yeah, I get you. I get you. Definitely prefer a guy in Kakashi over Kakashi and Aruka. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> like, <laughs> I feel so, so loved. I want to go to anime convention every day. <laughs> this is very high level discussion. <laughs> This is a this is a high tier episode. I feel like we're breaking out references right now. We know about culture and cartoons. Yeah, yeah we're gonna shift the fuck out of our casual listeners. It's like time to buck up, assholes. Yeah. <laughs> Metaphorically, we're pegging today. <laughs> All right, should we get into the episode? <laughs> Fair enough. What up, listenerinos? You're listening to James Hetfield, the lead singer and performing artist of Metallica. Yeah. I'm here to say that we're tired of being Metallica all the time, and we want to reach out and help some other great institutions like the World Bank or Fallen Out Super Podcast. Yeah. So if you're interested in doing the world a better place, buy a t-shirt from the Ball Down Super Podcast. That's what I would do, and I'm a shredding cool guy. The title of this episode is Unavoidable? The Ferocity of a Stealth Attack. Wow. Wow. Just wow. with that name, you're thinking, unavoidable? What is this going to be? So, I thought this was going to be a Vegeta Student episode. Debt. Stay tuned, everybody. Oh, hot takes. What is this going to be? Medical debt? What is this going to be? Mortgage debt? debt? What is this going to be? A UTI in the summertime because you've been drinking in the sun for three days? <laughs> Unavoidable attack. Jar Jar Binks life debt. <laughs> so last week we closed out on Vegeta being like, I'm pissed as shit. I'm like, oh, it's going to be a Jeets episode. No. no uh, Vegeta's no. mad. He goes fisties and punchies with magic eight ball. Uh, and, uh, and he turns his letter from a B to a U for ultra. Yes, yes. The, the, the bad guy does. Yeah. yeah Not Vegeta. Guy. Vegeta is neither B nor U ever. Yeah, that's he's true. just Vegeta. Yeah, he, uh, Vegeta did not go to Boston University. That is a vicious rumor. <laughs> yes, that's true. He's just violent, <laughs> just regular violent. It's unrelated. <laughs> My name isn't Sean, but it should be. <laughs> I got a number. How about those apples? <laughs> Hey, fisties and punchies, and, uh, you know, uh, uh, he interrupts Magic 8-Ball's speech. Uh, he gets mad about that. Magic 8-Ball 
points a finger gun and he's gonna blast him and Vegeta final flashes him and you know you love to see it yeah yeah he blasts him and uh, Vegeta's blast beats Magic 8-Ball's blast thus ending Magic 8-Ball our favorite character Magic 8-Ball <laughs> a guy we've probably called nine different names over the three episodes he's been in because none of us really understand what he's doing <laughs> Stan is shtick. It's just like, you know, since you guys don't have a cultural standpoint for it, it's like, who cares? Yeah. Uh, You're too dumb swine. to get it. No, I'm dumb. No, I'm the dumb one. I'm the 30-year-old woman that's watching, like, fighting action shows for children. But Dragon Ball's never really been, like, one of those strategic animes. There's shit like, like, JoJo's Hunter Hunter, and it's like, oh, well, he moved point A to point B, and by doing C, he didn't expect the combo, which actually negates the combo, and I manipulate him doing this, which is his weakness. Like, Dragon Ball's 50 punchies, and whenever they try to be like, oh, this one has, like, a power, it's like... <laughs> if this episode was JoJo, Magic 8-Ball would show his weakness by beating a dog to death for no reason. <laughs> and then they would somehow knock him over based on something he said earlier in the episode. But anyway, Magic 8-Ball goes to the edge of the level and he's like, I'm fine. But then all of a sudden he tripsy oopsie daisies. Oh. It looks like he just eats shit, which was very relatable because you know you be eating shit sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I fall down all the time. I fall down so often that I think it should be a career option for me. I was talking to Emma on Twitter about it recently because I think it's a really good option for me. Let's go round robin and say the last time you fell down. I got knocked over by that wave and lost my wedding ring. (laughs) (laughs) I ate shit in front of a bunch of people barbecuing on their front stoop in my neighborhood and they all went, oh shit, snowflake, because that's what they call me, because I'm so white. snowflake. Uh, I just fell back over, like I was getting out of bed too fast, and then I just fell back to bed. <laughs> what? Like you got a head rush? Yeah, I got a head rush, and I just like didn't get my footing, and I just fell back onto my bed. Yeah, uh, everyone... and then I had to like play it off because Mo was there, and I was like, yeah, I don't know, I I just was like, I wasn't ready to get out of bed. I thought it would be funny. <laughs> I thought you would think it's funny if I fell. <laughs> Emma, have you fallen? <laughs> yeah, it was history? very on brand. It was in cosplay. I was wearing like heels. I was drunk. <laughs> oh, okay. That's um, a good context to fall in. So anyway, he falls off, and then his whole peanut gallery is like, what the fuck, dude? And he's like, someone sweeped the leg. Someone got me good. Someone was horsing around, invisible style. Yeah, and they're, they're like, who would knock you down? Some sort of invisible man? Yeah, and then we have this whole, like... <laughs> fucking discourse where everyone's like oh what could it be you know I can't sense their energy definitely not invisible man and then Roshi's like maybe it's an invisible man and they're like it's an invisible man (laughs) we didn't mention it but we do have an invisible man I'm a talking mouse (laughs) well and I had said I I seem to remember earlier in the tournament that there was some point where they were like, that team's missing two people, and we all clocked it. We all were like, it's going to be invisible people. (laughs) (laughs) Gohan gets invisible pushied a bunch, um, and he falls off the level, and then Piccolo grabs him with his long, loving arms. I love that. It It was so fatherly of him. Yeah, it was really tender, actually. It's okay, Gohan. My arms stretch. (laughs) You slipped, sport. Get back in the tiny pool. (laughs) Wow, Piccolo, your arms are so long. All the better to hug you with. (laughs) Like, truly, very tender. Um... 17's like somebody's here and then 18 starts getting her face punched a bunch and that's when the whole discourse about isn't an invisible man happened so after everyone has come to the conclusion it's an invisible man Krillin shouts 18 he's invisible and she goes I fucking know <laughs> like while she's getting punched in the face she's like I figured it out yeah. this is a real insight into their relationship the only dynamic we see is him being like the stove's hot and she's like yeah it is dipshit I'm using it to cook I do everything in this house um Piccolo yells 
and he blows up a bunch of rocks. Yeah. Right. Strategically. Mm-hmm. He does it in a way where even if you were an invisible man, you'd be in a hard spot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the Supreme Kai does like the Joe Rogan move where he's like, he did a big blast that like yeah. it, it, it did a lot and uh, it, you, you love to yeah it was very reminiscent of Joe Rogan UFC commentary it was like that's a big punch <laughs> <laughs> remember fear factor that's why I'm here <laughs> news radio uh, oh yeah it was on news radio yeah yeah huge career big ups to Joe Rogan through 2012 <laughs> hey pick up the phone give Jake Flores a call why don't you <laughs> Uh, he blows up rocks because he's trying to hit him with a barrage of beams. Roshi's like, why don't you spray something on him? Like a nosebleed. And Gohan's like, that doesn't happen to me. I don't get horny. Yeah, I don't have a dick. I thought there was going to be a part where he, like, they're like, Gohan, think of a big book. <laughs> and then he gets, Gohan, he gets so excited. Gohan, think of a book about titties. <laughs> he gets so excited, the blood shoots out of his nose covering the guy. But instead, they just realized that, oh, what's like the blood of the earth? Dust. <laughs> Dust now, is like nose blood for earth. Emma, you're a literal am- animal expert. I wonder if you have any insights into the the uh, the invisibility abilities. Because uh, once we the dust gets kicked up, and we see they're like kind of a lizard shape. Thing. They're yeah. lizard shaped. He looks like um, reptile in the live action Mortal Kombat movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit. This this shows up a lot because like chameleons can change color, and this happens in a lot of I think like cartoons and stuff. Like, oh, the lizard can turn invisible, and like, nah, like a lot of animals are really fucking good at camouflage, like cats and shit. You know, like gators. Like, so you're saying <laughs> that uh, pigeoning <laughs> lizards specifically as color camouflaging is like a a a, a harmful stereotype. It's bigotry. It's, yeah, is it, it lizard is. racist? It is. It is because it's completely like inaccurate because they don't even change colors to camouflage. Chameleons change colors to, to express their feelings. Why? Uh, they're oh yeah, stunted. That's how they. That's how they communicate. When I used to work at the pet store, this one would turn black at me all the time because it fucking hated me. <laughs> <laughs> I think that means Be you're mad. cursed. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I'm cursed by lizards. It's like, <laughs> like pulling the bad tarot card every time you go to clean the lizard cage. It's like Black cursed. Philip from The Witch, except I had a, a lizard devil. <laughs> Would thou like to bask deliciously? <laughs> yeah, that's how they sound. Are the octopuses a change color? It should have been an octopus. This is an official complaint of the Ballin' Out Super Podcast. And we are sending it to Toei Animation. All right, I passed that motion. Yep. Okay. Approved. Approved. <laughs> <laughs> so they kick up some dust, and they're like, "All right, let's kick the shit out of this lizard." I guess uh, Piccolo blasts him a bunch, and he uh, falls off the edge. And boy, that happened fast. Yep. I liked it. <laughs> it was real quick. We Jeremy made a point to notice, just like. Okay, so if Invisible Man is gone and it's minute 10, <laughs> what is happening in Surprise Stealth Attack episode? <laughs> also, what's Vegeta up to? <laughs> right. What is he doing? He's just pissed. <laughs> they made such a note of closing out that last episode with him being like, I'm just pissed off. <laughs> I don't care if you're visible, invisible, or purple. <laughs> <laughs> I'm colorblind. That's why I can't see the lizard. (laughs) (laughs) So Universe's 4 Destroyer is a sassy, conniving mouse, and he goes on a lot of speeches this episode. One of them is about how everyone's energy will get sucked dry, and he keeps talking about (laughs) sucking everyone dry. And I'm like, damn, I know it's anime summer, mouse, but you don't need to be so horny. It's going to be pledge night every night in the arena. <laughs> it's time for the main event, and then we meet a cute little blue, uh, bloopity blue. What? They all had funny names. His name might have been bloopity blue. <laughs> his uh, name's 
His name's Big Little Bloopity Blue. He's a little blue guy. He looks like a troll. Oh like my a god! Troll I doll. totally forgot this happened in this episode. This was the dumbest part of the whole. Yeah, episode, I hate for it. Sure. And he puts a big red dome over our friends Goku, seventeen, eighteen, Gohan, Piccolo, and then. The ghost of the past from furry universe. You remember all those dog dicks show up. Yeah, all the dog and universe. They're like, I thought you were dead. And they're like, we are. Uh, <laughs> also, woof, woof. Woof, woof. Um, <laughs> we're dead. We, they are shadow images that could punch our friends, but they cannot punch them back. Wow. How are they going to get out of this one? Don't worry, it resolves in 20 seconds. It was so quick. This was this was amazing because it, it does a, two or three things at once. One is it puts all of them in an unwinnable situation where they can't fight back. Two, it reminds you that everyone else in this tournament has been obliterated from existence <laughs> and is dead forever along with trillions of souls you'll never meet. And then three... Uh, it just allows Goku to punch a troll off a cliff, <laughs> ending the entire conflict in three minutes. No, it's, I think it was Piccolo, actually, where he's just like, oh, excuse me. And he takes a step out of the bubble, punches the little blue guy, he flies off the cliff, and they're like, that's it. It's no reason they had to Even do it. Even in the show, they're like, wow, this sucks, huh? What was that? <laughs> this is another one of those things, like in the last episode with the Namekians who had to absorb the entirety of their alternate Namek. Where it's like, this is such an insanely heavy concept that you've introduced and dismissed in no time at all. <laughs> this could have been several episodes of them being like, you doomed us. We're in hell now. <laughs> no, just like, all right, like that's like the Dragon Ball joke, right? Like, oh, like they fight one person and like it's 30 episodes of grunting and powering up, 30 more of like, you know, beams. And then, oh, finally this. And we're going through like, well, like two opponents. We're not even done yet. <laughs> like... It's a crazy move. It like it's dramatically, going fast, man. it's insane. It would be like if you were working in sales and you were writing the pitch for a sale <laughs> on candy at the candy store, and you're like, "There's so much candy. Uh, we're selling six million candies, like the Holocaust, but for candy, <laughs> and we're selling candy." And then the ad just ends, and you're like, "What was that middle part? <laughs> Why would you bring that up right now?" <laughs> But also it's like the pacing of the show has been so slow and then suddenly they're like, oh shit, we only have X amount of episodes left, I guess. Yeah, oh yeah, by the way, they uh, 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 they fight all of the ghosts at once and then it's over. <laughs> um, so now that's over, huh? Yeah, crazy. But don't worry, there's another invisible man. <laughs> and Pickle is like, I can sense his energy. But he gets he just gets thrown off the level right away. The, this was so good because you could just put yourself in the place of all the characters being like, oh no, not a second invisible man. <laughs> Our one weakness at the beginning of the episode. <laughs> now another one. <laughs> And when Piccolo gets gets thrown off the level, the look when he's just like pissed off in the stand. He's so angry. He just appears arms like crossed as hard as anyone's ever crossed arms before. Piccolo has full I don't want to talk about it energy. Well, and it's like you know, when he was in the field with the guys left, he's like, this is the tier I belong with. And then he got sent straight to the loser's table with fucking Krillin and shit. And he's like, I don't even, I know Goku. Like, <laughs> I know Goku. <laughs> it's the kind of thing where, like, he would have felt okay about it if, like, Vegeta had gotten thrown off first. As long as he's not the first S-tier guy to get thrown off the level. <laughs> <laughs> um, Embarrassing is what it is, and it, he was—he was just too cocky too, because his move was standing near the edge of the ring, like we got it. It's invisible guy again, <laughs> and then he goes to kick where the invisible guy is, and just misses, and just 
whoopsie daisies into oblivion. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, 17 takes a swing and a miss. Goku starts getting hit a bunch and he can't hit him. What's going on? But we hear scurrying, little scrit scrits. What's that scrit scrit scrit? Uh, Goku cannot deal with it. And then 17's <laughs> like, I figured it out, you fucking idiots. <laughs> he just closes his eyes. They're like, oh, he's closing his eyes. What could that brooding, beautiful man be doing right now? <laughs> he's so twisted. Uh, and then he figures it out. He gets hit a bunch, and then he strikes him. And he's like, you fucking plebes. You think you know with your minds, but have you tried your eyes? It's a bug. It's a tiny bug, you fucking idiots. This part's great because this is the, like... Seventeen makes an accusation of Goku that I think nobody has ever made of him before, where he's like, you're thinking too much about it, Goku. (laughs) Step out of a lab for once in your life. Put down the pen and paper, man, and just feel it for once. I do really enjoy the next sequence where we have to see Goku get flummoxed at a bug. (laughs) I can't punch the bug. It's like that Breaking Bad episode. I was also thinking of that, where they can't get the bug, and they're like, but you're a professor of war. Because if they punch the bug, the bug will die, and they'll get disqualified. So they're like, how do we get this bug? Does anyone have a cup? I would love if one of the universes just showed up with only bugs. What a move. Just get getting up DQs left and right. <laughs> yeah, it's just like they're it's like winning pool by the person scratching on the eight ball every time. <laughs> oh, you killed my bug. <laughs> and they keep doing the thing confidently where they sit at the end of the ring waiting to get the bug, and it's like just don't sit next to the end of the ring. Yeah. The bug has a deep booming male voice. Yes, that too, yes. He, he's a Chad. He talks like um the um the, the virgin lizard, the Chad bug. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was going to say, he talks like the narrator in Gundam Wing. Yes, He yeah, sounds yeah. like he's going to be like, after Colony 195. He sounds a little bit like Captain Hammer. <laughs> <laughs> in a vicious coup d'etat, I knocked Piccolo off the side of the cliff. <laughs> chirp, chirp, I'm a bug. <laughs> Um, um, they they devise a plan to deal with the bug. I kind of spaced out a little bit, but it's like we can't squish the bug. So Goku punches the ground. He's like, oh, just like when I'm angry at God. He's punching <laughs> the ground. He's shaking it up. Just when I'm just like when I'm mad at a famine. <laughs> punching the ground so the bug cannot move because he's just all shooken up. And then 17 gently beams him into a corner. Like when you're trying to like chase a bird that got locked in your house and you're like trying to like chase, like use a broom to guide it back towards the window. And then he traps him in a little green trap bubble. And yeah. he's like, off you go. A move he designed in case he fights a bug. <laughs> he does work in a wilderness preserve. Yeah, That's he probably true. uses that a lot. To save butterflies. Oh, damn. That would have been ignore- a nice line of dialogue. Yeah. <laughs> I do this to save butterflies and ignore women desperately trying to get my attention. Emma, I have a question. If you were presented with a bug of such uh, uh, impressive uh, masculine energy as this one, which type of bug would it be? Would this be a grasshopper, perchance? Or even a dreaded praying mantis. Mantises are, like, they eat the males. Yeah. So I'm trying to think, all right, so actually, so technically it's not a bug. I would argue the most masculine of um, creepy crawly things is the arachnid, the daddy long leg. Because unlike spiders, they have a penis. (laughs) Male spiders don't have penises. I don't know about other ones, but daddy long legs do. Excuse me. And they're called daddy, so therefore I would argue (laughs) the most masculine. Of, of the creepy crawlies. <laughs> okay, what what do spiders have if they don't have a penis? They got a little hole, um, and when it's time to mate, they just use their little petty palps. Those are sort of like hands if hands grow out of your face. Oh my And they take their little petty God. palps and they kind of pull out their semen and they kind of turkey bastard into the female <laughs> the and hopefully sneak away before she she realizes what he's doing and eats them. The worst animal. 
the worst <laughs> animal ever made. Fuck uh, spiders. I love them. They're so They just cute. use face hands. That's nothing like a penis. They're I hate so, that. Some tarantulas are so dumb they eat their own legs. That's how I. That's how I ended up with a bunch of them when I worked at the shop because like they're like we can't sell this tarantula. It ate its leg, and I'm like, I'll take care of that dumb spider. Give him to me. <laughs> He's a fixer-upper. Yeah. <laughs> I don't get how I got laid in Portland so much when there was a literal wall of insects right next to my bed. I don't know. <laughs> that would be maybe the one thing that would stop me in a situation like that. <laughs> it blows my mind. <laughs> Truly, when you're in your 20s, anything's possible. I have such a phobia of spiders, my body has decided when I have to pee and I'm sleeping, whatever dream I'm having just becomes about spiders now. And uh, two nights ago, my arm fell asleep, and so I just imagined one had eaten my arm. And then I peed, in and the it was bed? fine. <laughs> Did, Did you, you pee in the bed? No, I didn't pee in the bed. No, he, he peed in his big boy pull-up boom-boom diaper. No, no, no. His Goku pull-up. Yeah, he peed in his boom-boom big boy it's diaper. It's an alarm system my brain has devised. Uh-huh. Yes, to let Alyssa know that it's time to change your big boy no, pull-ups. No, To use human facilities. Like an adult. Did your Naruto suit at the wedding have your big boy pull-ups built in, or did you have a second layer? No, he wore the, it was the most adult day of his life, so he wore his big boy Goku Depends. <laughs> There's no, there was no wedding, and I wake up and I pee in the toilet. I pee. I'm a man of decadence. <laughs> anyway, the bug fell off the level. Yeah, they got the bug. The, bug. the bug. If you were worried about that. <laughs> And that's it, man. So the mouse is like, oh shit, I put all my fucking, I bet my load on this bug. <laughs> I put it all on bug. I thought for sure. Always bet on bug. Always and, bet on bug. And he's like, I'll get you guys for this. And Zenos are like, no dog, you genocided. And like, I get they're Damn. all supposed to be like zen, powerful warriors, but like, you'd be a little bummed out. The mouse spends a good chunk of his last final moments just trying to squish this bug. I too. Out he of just, rage. I mean, because <laughs> he put it all on the bug. There's no implication so far that being arrest, erased is painful. So maybe he just wanted to like inflict some pain on the bug before they get erased. <laughs> What an embarrassing situation. It is a big missed opportunity to stretch out the bug arc on the show. Keep the bug around for another three to five episodes. <laughs> Whenever Vegeta's not paying attention, the bug tries to knock him off the level. <laughs> Lurking bug. I just think dramatically that was the move. I agree. I want more bugs, but like, who knows? More bugs. So fourth universe is dead as fuck. And uh, then the announcer goes on, and he's like, all right, we got third universe, seventh universe, 11th universe. Also, 12 minutes remain. What is this time frame? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, that, that was the episode. The music plays. Bug show. <laughs> all right. Let's rate the episode. Do an email and get yeah. out of here. Okay. Out of seven Dragon Balls, Katie. It was pretty good, but yeah, that middle part seemed really unnecessary. Although I did think the little blue guy was like genuinely very cute, and I wanted to bloop his little snoop. Uh, he's dead forever, and everyone yeah, he knows is you'll dead. You'll never bloop that snoop. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna give it five and a half. Ooh, wow. that's a half a Dragon Ball. Yeah, Alex. I, I sliced it in half with my powerful knife beam, and then I freaked it. <laughs> Remember that song? Okay, I'm going to give it... (laughs) I gave it four out of seven Dragon Balls because I think what we're forgetting is that this episode was funny, but it was bad, and that it was (laughs) stupid and bad. Yeah. And most of it made no sense, and they had a very hard time with an invisible man, which does not fit the canon of the show at all. Okay, yeah, I go down to a full five. (laughs) Okay. Convinced. Uh, I'm I'm gonna go against uh, you guys a little bit here. I'm gonna say six out of seven. I think that if it was all bug, it would have been a 
perfect episode. And it really, honestly, I liked the bug bit so much that it almost brought it back for me. They should have just like cut to him every so often, just like doing like little like finger twiddles. I'm mating for the spring. Just wait until <laughs> the Roma Feller Foundation hears about this. <laughs> Anyways, Emma, out of seven Dragon Balls. Um, it would in theory be a four. It's just like too many fighting things. Like this big buildup goes nowhere, but I'll give it a five because I like entomology. Hell yeah! Yeah, one Dragon Ball for entomology. <laughs> Standard <laughs> rules. <laughs> so uh, is it email time? It's time for Dragon this email is from Jordan Ellingson. Ooh, somebody got their name at premiumnames.com. <laughs> he sounds like a, a Actually, this is a this is a perfect time to drop in a uh, an ad read for premiumnames.com. <laughs> Would you like to be a third? <laughs> he does sound like an Ivy League bully in a 90s comedy. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to shut down Anime House forever. <laughs> <laughs> no, Anime House, I just pledged. <laughs> uh, title of email, a note for you all. I, okay. Oh, I love notes. I love improving. Hey, weebs. I just wanted to drop y'all a message and thank you so fucking much for watching this stupid fucking show every week. (laughs) Like you guys, I have a nostalgic love for all things Dragon Ball. Even though Super is basically dog shit, I still watched it all and also enjoy listening to you guys on your journey through the pain and suffering. My man telling it like it is. In parentheses, with a little bit of, oh, fuck, that beam was sick. Yeah, Yeah, my man knows. (laughs) Sometimes it's a bug. (laughs) Oh my god, that beam was a bug, dog Uh, I needed to tell you That your show has literally kept me alive These last couple months Oh no Recently, after five years or so Of conquering my health anxiety uh, I went into a downward spiral Of constant terror and depression I started going back And listening to Ballin' Out Super From the very beginning And even though I haven't Completely closed the gap To the new episodes It's still been a wonderful experience I think I've laughed harder Just listening to the three of you Than I have uh, From anything else In my entire life You've kept me going Through all this bullshit And I cannot thank you enough Wow Well, well I hope I, I You know I get the sads Pretty often uh, and I hope that you feel better soon and that you're doing the steps that you have to take to yeah. improve your lifestyle. People don't realize when we set out to make this podcast, it was to save lives. <laughs> Get- That's why we got together. <laughs> it started recapping Dragon Ball Super on Adult Swim. <laughs> Give up your seat to me on the bus! <laughs> My thighs are sweaty! <laughs> Uh, when Super ends, I hope you find some way to continue making content. You've created something really rad, and I hope y'all don't get too bored with it anytime soon. Anyway, thanks again, your friendly neighborhood misanthrope, Jordan. Thanks for writing, Jordan, and we do plan to continue the show. We do not know what it will look like or what we will do, but we will be here until we die. Thanks, yeah. Jordan. I, I will die in this prison. I uh, hope you get even more consonants for your last name. <laughs> At premiumnames.com. <laughs> the site that puts the premium in names. Uh, also, P.S. Fuck cops. Masculinity is a prison. And I hope KRL finds someone to marry someday or not. Because fuck it. She's a strong woman who don't need no man. Okay. Unless Just give he's, her a seat unless on he the has, bus. Unless he has straight black hair and wears a stupid fucking t-shirt with mirror written on it. <laughs> I appreciate the sport. I just want to put that out here. I, uh, I play up for comedy reasons that it bothers me that these two are married but the joke is I actually do not want to be married. She will never be ever, married. Ever, 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 just, ever, ever, Just try to pin her down. Yeah, just try and catch me, boys. No. <laughs> Come on, rude boy. Come and give it up. <laughs> Rihanna. Shine bright. <laughs> Just saying, this is a patriarchal tradition, and this is not necessarily healthy how it's executed in America. And while I support my individual friends' marriages because they're healthy and wonderful, I think at large it is a broken institution. 
why didn't you just say that slightly louder? Will any of that have picked up on the microphone? We'll see. We'll see. We'll see later. Anyways, uh, uh, thanks for writing in. And uh, if you want to write us an email, ballnutsuper at gmail.com. Plugs. Katie? You can find me at Twitter, at Katie Rose, or on Instagram at, oh, hello, Katie Rose. You could... Listen to the Two Minutes Late Night podcast, Pod Minutes to Cast Night, but I have a feeling the most recent episode's unlistenable. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, but please listen to that. Alex? Okay, uh, every Sunday at Cherry Tree Bar, we have Bad News, It's a Comedy Show at 7.30, a great stand-up comedy show in Brooklyn, New York. Please come to that show. It's so uh, good. It's great. Everybody's been on it. Emma, come back. We're going to give you a spot at Bad News, It's a Comedy Show. <laughs> stand-up debut. Um, July 31st, Jake and I and some to-be-decided special guests are watching the Democratic debates live at the Secret Loft. For just $10, you come inside, BYOB, and fucking hang, my dude. It's going to be a fun one. You got to come out to that. And then finally, um, if you would like to marry me, I am just here to get married over and over again. I love the institution. I just want to protect it and do what I can. Alex tried to trick me into marriage because he has his replacement marriage ring, and I handed it to him, and he's like, if I take that, I got you. I'm like, no. (laughs) And I I threw it across the room. Hey, just uh, want to hand me my ring? Just put it on my finger? Just put it on my finger in front of Jeremy, who's a priest? (laughs) Also, Alex is never plugging this stuff, but... My man been road featuring a lot lately. Yeah, uh, I don't have any more, but <laughs> that's why I'm not plugging it. <laughs> but yeah, I just keep like looking on Twitter and seeing you fucking featuring for people, and I'm proud of my boy. Thanks, yeah. dog. <laughs> and also, uh, those Secret Loft shows are really fun. You guys, if you are new to New York, you should go and say you had a real Brooklyn experience. Mm. Yeah. Even though I think it's Manhattan. <laughs> Oh, whatever. It will still be a Brooklyn it'll experience. Be an, it, it'll be a culturally Brooklyn experience. <laughs> it's culturally Brooklyn. <laughs> okay. Anyways, Emma plugs. Uh, find me on Twitter at Hyenas and Gin. Also, listen to me on Struggle Session. I have usurped Alex. I am the official <laughs> anime correspondent now. <laughs> they will not replace us except me. I have been replaced and it's good. <laughs> I take back what I said about being proud of Alex. <laughs> Do you still make YouTube videos about animals ever? Um, like, I mean, I put in a whole bunch into that. Eventually, I want to kind of come back, but, you know, man, it's not like ever, I'm just kind of doing my own thing right now. Hell yeah. Mm. Doing my things. You I know? support um, you. But, <laughs> but yeah, if you if you guys are curious, yeah, last year I made a whole bunch of just kind of fun adult-oriented videos about animals. It's called Can We Talk About Animals? So, yeah, you can check that out, too. They're really good. Check them out. Check them out. Uh, and find me on Twitter at, at Jeremy Thunder. Check out the Two Minutes podcast. That's really all I got. My cat's doing a lot better, if anybody was wondering. Thanks for the spirit bomb. Thanks for putting your hands up. It really helped. Yeah, he tried to eat a Whopper before we started recording. <laughs> <laughs> My man's back to full strength. <laughs> Taki's doing the KO Ken times 10. <laughs> uh, all right, that's it for this week. Join us next week. Super! 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 Super!